The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. This is Don Jeffries with CSPN Media, and I'm here for Know the Score at Richmond Raceway. And we're here today with the PR rep for Ryan Blaney, Mr. Ian Moy. How you doing today, Ian? Good. How you, good. How you doing? I'm doing, doing great, man. Glad to uh, meet you today here at Richmond Raceway. So as a PR rep for a NASCAR driver, what do your duties entail? So really, our job's kind of multifaceted. So we... Uh, we uh, basically handle the schedules for all the drivers, so um, kind of fulfilling their weekly obligations as it relates to sponsors, to the media, to just any various things they may have going on. Um, so we're basically kind of the eyes and ears for the driver each and every week. Um, typically, for most of most of in our most of our positions here, we uh, we kind of work three, four, or five weeks out, and we'll start planning races so now as we're in the middle of april i'm already working on races into june and july and stuff so um you know so we we spend a good a good amount of time with the driver probably probably the most out of anyone on the team aside from me the crew chiefs and the engineer but you know basically anytime a driver has any type of public event we are we're with them for the most part now ryan blaney is one of the more active drivers when it comes to appearances and uh being on television shows and doing radio interviews so how busy is he keeping you uh week in and week out so yeah he he's you know he's got a lot going on um you know he just recently launched a uh, foundation um yeah on top of all the tv stuff he's done uh, magnum pi and taken and just some of the various tv shows he's done over the years um a lot of a lot of the uh, stuff nascar has been pushing with a lot of the younger drivers he's been heavily involved in from a from a branding and marketing standpoint so he's he definitely has a full plate um you know more as opposed to a lot of the other drivers in the field so it keeps us busy a lot you know for a lot of my role is is scheduling so i'm basically trying to make sure i'm not double booking him and and making sure that he's got you know adequate amount of time to, you know for himself personally but also for the race team to make sure he's prepared for he's obviously you know without the on-track success the you know things like that don't make themselves available so you know we have to kind of kind of stream a a happy balance between the race team and what needs to be done from a competition standpoint which needs to be done from a from a sponsorship fulfillment uh from media standpoint so there's there's a there's very various different silos we have to make sure we're we're keeping in mind also making sure we're not burning him out because it's a long season um so uh with him there's a lot of requests that come in for him so it's it's always a challenge for me to make sure that you know we're making sure we're getting as many requests done as possible also making sure that you know we're not streaming him out too thin and burning him out too early in the year so now let's talk about your background as far as your education. How does one become a PR rep for a NASCAR driver? So I kind of had a unique path to racing. I, you know, I was I loved the sport for, as, since I was a kid. Um, I actually grew up in Connecticut, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a northeastern kid. Uh, went to school in North Carolina. Um, always wanted to work in the sport, and the, the college I went to actually had a program in motorsports, um, a business business marketing uh program they had there so uh, i was fortunate enough to do to get in the school did the program there um during my time there i did a bunch of internships with various different uh, racetracks and agencies um so from there uh i 
first team I worked for was was a small cup team called BK Racing. Um, I worked there for a year and a half, um, and then after that, I went to Chip Ganassi Racing. I worked there for three years and did PR in their Xfinity program. And then left there at the end of 2017, and then came to uh, came to Penske um, for 2018 there. So I, this is my second full time season at Penske. So how is Penske racing? You guys have been winning a lot of races, been up front. So how's the organization as a whole uh, working there as an employee? Organization's great. Um, you know, when it comes to you know when you think of you know teams that have a long-standing history not just in motorsports but in professional sports um you know as it relates in our industry you know penske's got to be one of those teams you know we're in our in our 50 53rd year of, of competition um you know we obviously race all around the world from obviously from a nascar standpoint but also uh, indycar sports car and then uh newest venture v8 the v8 supercar series which we won the championship last year so uh last year was a great was a great time to join the team because uh we won all of our cup drivers won um won three Xfinity sorry handful of Xfinity races last year I was forgetting the number of Xfinity races won last year Uh, won another Indy 500 Will Power that was the 17th Indy 500 for the team and then uh, won the uh, obviously Joey winning the Cup Championship Brad winning the Southern 500 and the Brickyard 400 that was uh, Rogers first Brickyard and then and then first uh, Southern 500 since the mid 70s with uh, with with uh, Bobby Allison, and then of course Ryan winning the uh, inaugural Roval race, and then uh, win the V8 Supercar Championship with Scott McLaughlin down there. So it was a it was a really successful year for the organization. In a week in a race weekend like this weekend, how many events will Ryan be scheduled for as, as far as uh, media responsibilities and then sponsor responsibilities as well? So actually, for him this weekend, he's actually got a pretty light weekend. So uh, it really is kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, some weekends are, are busier than others. Um, you know, the big ones like the Daytona 500, those are going to be busy just because of the time of the year, the magnitude of the event. So um, it's really kind of ebbs and flows. It, some weekends are more, are, some weekends are busier than others, depending on if the partners are activating or um, if different things are going on. But actually, these last two weeks for him have been fairly light, um, you know, with the exception of maybe a little bit of media stuff. But um, yeah, weekends like that, you want to kind of cut them break there because, you know, down the pike is going to be some uh, some busier weeks coming up. All right. Well, thank you for your time today, Ian. We've been joined by Ian Moy, the PR rep for Ryan Blaney, the driver of the number 12 Penske Ford Mustang. Thank you once again for your time, buddy. Just I saw some headlines saying, is, is Blaney too nice? I didn't see that. Uh, I don't know. What am I too nice about? I don't think you can be too nice. I guess on the racetrack. Oh, I guess I'll start being the jerk then. Uh, <laughs> make everybody happy. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I race everybody how they race me, and I race well with a lot of people. And uh, it's time for racing hard. I mean, I race race really hard. I don't really know what the nice thing is if you're not running over people, I guess. I, I put Newman in the fence, so that doesn't make me nice. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Maybe I'll start being more mean. And then I don't want to hear anybody complaining about me being mean on the racetrack then. I'll send but, it to you. I'll find it. Okay. You. Okay. Thoughts on the Star Wars trailer? I thought it was all right. Yeah, that dropped uh, probably two hours ago, so that was pretty neat. Um, interested to see what they go with it. Is that complicated? I think it is. Who else could it be? Uh, so I don't know what he's been doing for the past X amount of years. It's been a long time. He's just been hanging out, I guess, at the bottom of that, that pit. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Stuff is, like, exploded, right? So, like... I mean, we got out of there. I don't know, but... Uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. I know what my Christmas will be doing. I'll be doing over uh, in December. But um, oh, that was that was neat. There's a lot of great movies coming out this year. It's a, it's a pretty cool time in that that area right now. So. How's the tattoo been doing? The tattoo? It's been all right. So that's been fine. Still there, a little sore, especially the one on my knee was a little sore at the beginning. But uh, it, uh, it heals up a handful of days, and then it just kind of continues to keep getting better and better. I heard you launched the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation today. We did, yeah. Um, uh, that was that's pretty cool to finally get rolling. We've been working on that for you know eight months, nine months, and kind of by the time we got brought up to where we finally have figured out what we want to do and a couple of companies we we want to you know kind of partner with and the Alzheimer's uh, Association people they've been really great to get to know them uh, that's a you know everyone really starts foundations for something that is personal to them and that's personal to my family and uh, something you can you know relate to my my grandfather on my dad's side um, got really sick with it about you know 10 12 years ago I ended up passing away so uh Something we can do, and, and uh, yeah, the Gateway Bronco thing, I think, is going to be really, really unique. Um, it was nice to sit down with those guys. Kind of kind of and companies that are helping us out. You know, Ford's giving us their charity slot at Bear Jackson, which will be great. Um, you know, PPG and Discount Tire, they're doing a, a great job, and Body Armor. They, Body Armor, they got a really great deal going on at the Chicago race um, where families can sign up and get, you know, their... Uh, names of family members who have it uh, on the deck lid, so that that's pretty cool to see them um, be a part of it. But uh, yeah, it's nice, and we have a couple more things kind of lined up that I'm excited to to do and try to help some people out on the back end. And um, you know, that's that's the main goal, right? I mean, you want to uh, it's it's a cause for something, and um, you know, hopefully we can do our part and, and try to figure it out because it's it's one of them diseases that no one knows much about, and uh, not a lot has been been done about it. I know they're working hard on it, but it's just it's hard to kind of figure out. So. Um, I'm excited for the future with that and, and seeing what we can help out in a little way. Denny is working on his speeding, obviously. Have you ever had an issue with speeding? Like, you know, is it is it risk versus reward if sometimes you make up ground and you win one, you lose one, you know, you push it too far, but how do you look at it? Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of the times he's been able to overcome that. You know, the, the deal at Texas, he ended up winning the race. And, um, you know, does it work out? Uh, most of the time, no. Most of the time, it hurts you, but that... that deal it worked out but the speeding on pit road yeah you can you can gain spots on pit road by maximizing your speed limit i mean if pit road if the limit's 50 if you're running 49.8 down pit road you're gonna maybe gain a little bit of time um it, it's all you know people always look at pit crew and pit stops and yeah that's a big part of it but getting on and off pit road that's big too um you know just your mile per hour and average down the pit road so i have always been you know give a little bit on pit road if it's two tenths of a mile an hour on pit road i'll give it just to not have that penalty everyone speeds on pit road it's just going to happen but um yeah most some drivers are very aggressive at it some are you know will give up a couple tenths but um you know you look at guys that can do it great uh you'll get caught with speeding if you're pushing it to the limits and um that's something i've actually wanted to get more aggressive on um and if it bites you, it bites you. But you got to know that you're doing your job all the way up and down pit road. Doesn't that start at the shop, though, where the team kind of decides how far they want you to go? Or uh, Yeah, it does. Um, it starts at the shop, starts with the engineers. You know, all the, the dash we run now is 
all lights and things like that. Um, and it's gotten a lot better. When the dashes came out, those digital dashes, it was hard to feel like you see you saw a lot more pit road penalties speeding because the dashes were kind of jumpy and not smooth. And now they've they've gotten a lot better. The software has gotten way better. Mm-hmm. It's where you can be a little bit more accurate with it. And uh, the way I run it is just, you know, dots. Let's say mm-hmm. one red dot is... 49, 7, or 8, and, um, you know, you have a little bit to gain, you know, you have something to give, um, and, yeah, that is something that, you know, you see a lot of teams right now over the past few years, they've, sorry, they've been, um, they do pit road speeds during practice, you'll see a lot of cars going down pit road, and, you know, on if we qualify on Fridays and race a Sunday, Saturday, they'll start off practice running pit road and stopping in their box and getting out. It's just a big part of it. But, uh, yeah, that's something you set up at the shop, but you you kind of can tweak it all weekend. Like, we, we bump mine up a little bit this weekend. And, and here is, you know, some of these places are tough in Bristol. When they have curves, you can run faster in the curves. You know, you, uh, you run more light. So that part is something we really like to do to try to just maximize that deal. But, uh yeah, it starts to shop, but you tweak on it throughout the weekend. Thank you. Yeah. How's the podcast like been treating you, and how'd you get into it? Uh, how did NASCAR approach you to uh, the podcast? Yeah, podcast has been fun. We're in our third year of that. Um, it's been really cool so far. Uh, we've had some great guests on it, from drivers to musicians to um, other athletes. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the you know funner ones. We went out and we uh, some places will let us come and just hang out, and it works out for everybody. You know, we get a unique people in there and company, and they get exposure. So uh, how it happened was, you know, a few years ago. Dale Jr. is actually the one who put it in my head to want to start one because he has his, you know, his radio deal and uh, the Dale Jr. download. And um, he was like, yeah, I get a podcast, yeah, I get a podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And it just kept coming up, coming up. So I finally went to NASCAR uh, in the wintertime, one of them years, and, and said, hey, let's start something to where it's not, I just wanted something that people can go on and just be themselves. And just, it's not like, it's not a racing podcast. We talk about racing for maybe 10, 15 minutes of the hour long show. Uh, I just want people to feel relaxed and I have to talk about their job. And uh, we've got a lot of great drivers on there, like I said, with, with Dale and Jeff Gordon and uh, Chase on it. And it just shows, you know, people. But Wallace is the best feeling host ever. He's trying to take my job. And uh, um, he started it. Uh, but no, that podcast has been a lot of fun. We've gotten some great opportunities and, and got to meet some great people um, outside of motorsports. And uh, we just like to keep growing it. It's just something I, I enjoy doing. I don't, you know, third year, I don't dread doing it. I don't wait. I don't, you know, we do it once a week and um, I don't dislike going there. I, I really enjoy doing it. I want to want to keep going. I want to keep doing more and more things because I think it's a cool outlet. Podcasts are very big right now. You know, that started a few years ago and um, I listen to some. I don't listen to my own because why would you listen to yourself? But uh, I listen to a lot of others, and um, it's just a cool way for people to just kind of let loose and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. With the more downforce, it's not really doesn't drive that much different here, at least for us. But um, really, feels the same old Richmond. Very slick, long runs, um, tire wear is really high. So just trying to make sure. It, to me, this place feels the closest thing to Pensacola when I raced in the super late model, so um, kind of very similar place. What has Chad uh, taught you, and what have you taught him? Because, you know, the uh, age difference. Yeah. Maybe off the track, <laughs> something that you've shown him that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And then something you've shown you that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think I've 
you know, I don't know if I've taught him anything really, uh, but he's very, uh, you know, very intense, very focused. Um, you know, so I think that's a good thing. Um, kind of keeps everything um, going in the right direction. Works really hard. You know, I feel like we, I talk to him more than I do, or I have any other crew chief that I've worked with, I think, during the week and getting to the racetrack. So I think that's all good things. Even though you haven't had the finishes you wanted or, or desired, you have to be encouraged by the, at least the performance and the speed. It's, it's been better. I mean, qualifying's been better for us the last couple of weeks. Uh, Texas was a better result. So, I mean, I think it'll hopefully improve. Uh, still got some work to do, I mean. But uh, hopefully, as we get to Kansas and some of these places, we can improve for sure. How has Chad helped your overall determination in the race? We hear him on the radio pumping you up throughout the race and, and trying to help you out with certain things. Has that really played a key role in your development in the Cup Series? I mean, he calls a great race for sure. Um, he That's the biggest thing I've noticed is he, he calls a great race. He makes good strategy decisions, and I don't really have to worry about any of that stuff. So um, I would say that's all been an improvement. Um, outside of that, I mean, the the talk back and forth on the radio, I think, is really just pretty normal for us and trying to just um, get all we can out there. Why is he the one that you talk to the most, Gosh, I think he just trying to figure out ways to, that we can improve, um, you know, the cars and also uh, just our communication. So I feel like it's, you know, when you're not where you want to be, you got to definitely communicate a lot more to, to get there. So um, he's not shy of giving me a call and asking my opinion on stuff or vice versa. It's already a short weekend. How does the rain complicate things for you guys? I mean, not really anything. I think we're going to get qualifying in, so... That'll hopefully improve our starting spot from our position, but uh, outside of that, I don't think it'll play a huge role. Do you ever struggle, struggle with confidence as a driver? And, and if you yeah. do, what, do you, what do you do to kind of ease the tension? With- yeah, I mean, it'd obviously be great to get in something and win. You know, it's been a while since I've won, so that's definitely hard, um, you know, because race car drivers need to win, um, you know, but I think that. Honestly, I, I do th- other things, whether it's going to the karting track or racing, I racing, just anything that I can do to get in a car and, and win or have a good result is good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's you ultimately you got to know you're doing all you can and um, keep going that direction. Do you ever go back and watch those old truck races or Xfinity races and, and realize like, hey man, I can I can do this? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like uh, you know, I, I think I could do it any day of the week. Um, you know, and I don't. I try not to doubt that for sure. What are you thinking for Talladega? I know it's two um, weeks away, but I think it's going to be a lot faster pace, um, a lot quicker speeds in the car, um, and I feel like there might be some tandem drafting. So I'm not really sure what to expect there, but there might be some of that. So uh, I'm interested to see how that is. We saw some really good performance by the hundred cars in Texas. Do you feel that in a couple of weeks that will translate to Kansas, or do you think that was just a Texas thing? I think it will. Um, Kansas is going to be really high grip. Um, you know, it's going to be really fast. It's, it's probably not going to be a lot of off throttle time. So um, I think it'll. I think it'll definitely translate to Kansas, just being very similar to Texas, high grip, nighttime race for sure. You talk about your confidence and coming back to these tracks for mm-hmm. you know, your second season, third or fourth time at these tracks. How much more uh, comfortable do you feel as far as going through the practices and qualifying mm-hmm. and setting the car up? Yeah, I mean, you kind of know what 
not to do. <laughs> you know, I think you kind of know exactly what you're looking for, what's going to make speed in the race, hopefully. And, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest difference between coming here the first two times is just knowing my way around, knowing what the race pace is going to be like, and, and then knowing what to look for. Big question. Are you Game of Thrones fan? Uh, what is that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and maybe I'm too old. I don't know. Do you have to be a millennial? I'm definitely not a millennial, if you're asking. You could just say no. <laughs> what do you seem like a short answer? I don't know. What do you, what do you think uh, Talladega might be like? I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's going to be really fast, is all I know. Really fast. You know, I think that. You know, in testing, from what we've heard, how fast they were going, they, they have, keep slowing them down. And that's with three cars on the track. Oof. I don't know. We get 38 cars, 35-car packs, something like that. It's uh, it's going to be fast. Does that worry you at all? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I, I really don't know how the cars are going to drive, how they're going to handle, what's going to what it's going to be like. We've never had anywhere near this much horsepower uh, at a restricted plate track before. So... Um, it's going to be a whole new learning experience, I guess, just like every other week this year, I suppose. What about here, Richmond? Um, you know, it seems like the shorter the track, the less the changes from last year has affected things. You know, Martinsville was a little different. Bristol was a little different. Here feels a little different, um, but not not huge, not a huge change with the more downforce. Um, of course, they change the tire as well, so you never know, you know, which which is which. You know, do we have less grip in the tire, more in the car? Um, speeds today did, weren't as quick as I thought they would be, and I, I thought the track felt slicker than it should have. So I, I would assume that we probably have a little bit less grip in the tires. So the last three races here, you've been in contention to win the race, but you've come up short. What about Richmond future driving <laughs> style? Uh, just the old school kind of short track feel you know it's it's really slippery out there i can't even i can't stress enough how slick this track is and especially in the long runs how how bad the wheel spin is and um, how the cars just they don't handle good here the tires wear out and the pace gets really slow um, just managing the car and kind of being a somewhat of a finesse driver being able to finesse the car and take care of it i think i feel like i've gotten better at over the years and here um, i i think as a team we've just kind of hit on some things that have worked for us in the past and um you know hopefully they work again for us this weekend worry about the show that's being put on um, 15 minute session or whatever it was three minutes car session <laughs> probably was it the, the best thing to see back home. did you run today uh short run today um, how much short four miles uh, real low heart rate and tomorrow off and two on sunday Monday. I love the Gatorade video. I thought it was killer. I really did. Yeah, they've, they've been a great partner um, for 15 years in, in the race car, and then as I've gotten prepared for this, the knowledge they've given me through their Gatorade Sports Science Institute has been invaluable. Um, and that's worth a lot of money because that's free help they're getting, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's so funny to really step kind of outside of your own head and look at yourself as a vehicle and like, how do you feel the vehicle to go? And with their technology, it's been great to, uh, to get that insight. As the marathon draws closer and closer, what's the feel? Is, it, is there Are there butterflies, or is there just, like, enthusiasm ready to get after it? I started to get nervous watching the weather, and then I 
decided the hell with it. I mean, what, I can't control it. And if I have a car race on Sunday and a marathon on Monday, it's just going to be a better story. So uh, at this point, I've run nearly 800 miles since uh, the start of the new year. And looking at 26.2, that doesn't seem like a big deal at this point. So I'm, I'm ready. I love to be prepared and ready for anything and everything I do, and, and I'm ready for that. Thank you. Jimmy, one more question. How can you, uh, the recent success in qualifying, how can you get that to translate over to the race for 400 miles where you're at the front at the end and not really the beginning where you want to be? Yeah, first step is to have speed in the car and we're getting there with the race cars, so that, that's helpful. Then it, unfortunately, usually takes a few weeks to execute the race correctly on all fronts, from calling it the driver, pit stops, and a little bit of luck here and there with where cautions fall and things like that. So uh, we're, we're definitely trending that direction. And, and it all starts with having a great race car. And your second year as the elder statesman for Hendrick Motorsports, have you gotten more comfortable in that role uh, with these young guys and helping them out? Yeah, I've definitely had to get out of my comfort zone. Um, they provide great feedback and do an amazing job. I would say it's more the inner workings of the company and department heads and dealing with crew chiefs and being a larger, you know, larger voice or louder voice within that environment uh, that I'm becoming more comfortable with.